Welcome in to a BadgerBlitz.com Wisconsin NFL Draft Preview. I'm Benjamin Wargo, the Badgers football beat writer for the Rivals.com network and the host of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Now, since we last talked on the podcast, no new revelations have developed in the world of college sports, which leaves the only thing on the sports calendar being the NFL Draft, which starts later this month on April 23rd. We're less than two weeks away until the first selections are made, So we wanted to do a number of Badger preview episodes that focus on five former Wisconsin players who are most likely to get drafted here later this month. Tailback Jonathan Taylor, receiver Quintez Cephas, linebackers Chris Orr and Zach Bond, and today's focus, center Tyler Biotish. Now, for those that have listened to the podcast over the last several weeks and months, you've been used to a, a normal 40 to 50 minute show. The format of these shows will be significantly different. They'll be a little bit shorter in length. That's the main thing. Uh, We're going to go over the strengths and weaknesses of the player in an audio form, which is this. You also can read about it on BadgerBlitz.com. We're going to look at where some mock drafts have those players, and we're going to play an interview that I and other media members conducted after UW's Pro Day in early March, right before everything was basically shut down because of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Now, we still aim to do one full podcast on a weekly basis, and I've been lining up on some guests for the weeks to come, both in football and basketball. A little challenging, though, because UW football isn't making any players available, and UW basketball, we pretty much have talked to all the key players that we wanted to. So we're going to be reaching out to some former players, and we'll get some insights on them. And certainly, if breaking news happens, we will be focusing on that. But for now, over the course of the next two weeks, primarily, you're going to get five of these Wisconsin NFL draft previews focusing on these current players. So let's get started with these previews with Senator Tyler Biotish right after a quick word from our sponsors for this week's podcast. While Jonathan Taylor has received plenty of praise for his junior season and his offseason combine drills, leading him to have his stock soaring in the NFL mock draft world, Tyler Biotish has largely gone under the radar because of a minor shoulder surgery that prevented him from any on-field workouts, both at UW's Pro Day and at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. However, with 41 consecutive games played at center for Wisconsin over the past three seasons, and having a large impact on those 2,000-yard seasons by the two-time Doak Walker Award winner, Biotish has game tape that speaks for itself. A consensus All-American and the school's first winner of the Remington Award, which is presented annually to the top center in the country, Biotish is considered one of the top interior linemen in this year's NFL draft. However, the Amherst-Wisconsin native has been pegged anywhere from a late first-round selection to an early fourth-round pick, leaving his stock kind of dependent on the eye of the beholder. So with such a wide range in predictions for Biotish, let's take a closer look at the 6'4", 314-pound lineman. He came to Wisconsin as a three-star defensive tackle and won a high school state championship his senior season for Amherst, but Biotis quickly became a hot young prospect at the center spot. Wisconsin didn't have a true backup to center Michael Dieter, so Biotis took to that spot throughout his redshirt season. But he was so impressive that following the conclusion of that season entering spring ball, Dieter was willing to change positions to allow Biotis the opportunity to play, and Biotis never gave up that spot during his three seasons at Wisconsin. Now, he enters the draft following his redshirt junior season, declaring not long after Wisconsin's uh, loss in the Rose Bowl to Oregon. But he has the ability to play any of the three interior positions on the offensive line. He has said that multiple times, even though we haven't seen it. 
And across the spectrum of draft analysis websites, Biaz is praised for his movement, his ability to explode out of his stance, his awareness of defensive stunts and gap assignments, his power, and his ability as a run blocker. Now, the latter shouldn't be a surprise to anyone considering the Badgers' run-first philosophy, but Biagia's talent as a run blocker comes from his hand placement and striking ability between the shoulder pads, upper body strength, and the ability to stifle defenders without drawing penalties. Pro Football Focus grade him out with an identical 86.7 overall grade last year and his sophomore year, and added that he improved greatly in pass protection during his junior season. According to Pro Football Focus, throughout the regular season, Biagia allowed just two total pressures and was the only center with elite grades by their metrics in both the run game and the passing game, a reason why he was a consensus All-American by Pro Football Focus and why that site rated him as a top 10 center for all three consecutive seasons. Now, while Pro Football Focus doesn't factor leadership into his grade, the work Biagas did this past season in that department is undeniable. Wisconsin had to replace four new starters entering 2019, and I think it's a fair assessment that the Badgers running game didn't miss a beat with Biagas calling the shots in the middle of the line. Now, every player has weaknesses. Some are made up to a degree just to give a counterpoint to players. But the kind of the consensus with Biagas is there's been criticism of his pass protection. One site called it solid but unspectacular. I've also seen it written that he has poor balance, which has caused him to drop to his knees when overpowered, a sign that he would struggle against speed defenders in the NFL. And I've also seen it written that he flails at the second level more than you expect. He relies too much on his upper body strength rather than his legs, and that he's not a, quote, classic Wisconsin blocker in terms of strength or grip, end quote. Now, to be fair, Biagia has undergone surgery the last two seasons. He had hip surgery that caused him to miss all of the 2019 spring practices. And then the cleanup of his AC joint this spring has prevented him from working out at combines. So I doubt there's much concern concerning his durability during the last three seasons. However, you look at the tape of Biagia. You look at the success of Wisconsin's run game. You look at the play of Jack Cohn under center and the lack of pressure that came up the middle. And it's certain that Biotish is a solid NFL-quality offensive lineman. You look at the program that Wisconsin, the players that have come out of Wisconsin's program over the last several years, you can go all the way back to Joe Thomas. It hasn't changed that much for guys like Rick Wagner, Travis Frederick, Michael Dieter last year, Bo Benchwall. The list is endless. Wisconsin produces quality NFL-caliber offensive linemen. And I think it's a fair assessment that Biotish has the ability to carry that legacy on. Here's the conversation with Biotis from UW's Pro Day in early March. Can you just tell us what's going on? Yeah, I'm just, I'm still rehabbing. Um, I won't be cleared until around like mid-April. So um, just right now I'm just working out, um, just rehabbing and that's about it. Has it been tough to just kind of stand and watch all this go on? I mean, yeah, you definitely want to get out there, but it's like also I want to share all my guys, you know, I've played with and everything. But, um, you know, I'm talking to scouts here and, have a good time um, and like building connections all around the league. So, um, you know, with not being able to do stuff, I'm still be able to make the most out of it, maximize whatever I can do. So, Tyler, you've played a lot at the college level. Is it fair to say that you feel that you, your film speaks for itself when teams evaluate yeah. you? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I do think that. And um, I think they'll take that into highly consideration of where I'm at and stuff like that, whether I'm going to do something or not, you know, in mid April or whatever. Uh, what you know about 
Chris. You know, I, I think, you know, I, for me to say what, you know, because the combine, it's more coaches and they select players and to whether what they were selecting by and everything, I have no idea. But obviously I'd love to have them. You know, I thought, you know, for me and experience playing with them, I thought he deserved a combine invite, obviously. But, um, you know, just where he's at and how he's looking today, I think he's going to have a great, great opportunity. Um, be great. I think the motivation is always there. You know, we we kept in touch a little bit throughout the whole training process, so it's been it's been great. Taylor, I don't want to read too much into it, but as a Wisconsin kid, what was it like to talk to? I started to talk to Milton Hendrickson for a while, and just know that that's at least a possibility. Right. No, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, you know, not only him, but a lot of teams around the league. But um, you know, just coming from home state and everything, that's it's awesome. You know, and we we had a good chat. We talked for quite a while actually. It was good, and you know, he's from. Uh, He's from Wisconsin too, and everything. So um, we had a good talk, and you know, we we had a good time. But it, it was good. When did you know this was possible? This whole NFL thing was possible for you. You know, I definitely after my redshirt sophomore year, um, I knew it was possible. And, but even like before that, that beginning of the season, you know, I, I felt that I was at the same level as a lot of people around the college um, that were all Americans and everything like that. But um, just the overall concept of the game, I think I was very intelligent, very high IQ of the game, and of where I was at physically built and everything too. Um, definitely knew it was possible. And it was just about you know how what can what can separate you, what what you can build your edge to, you know, so stuff like that. Uh, what was the big thing you gained out of returning for this past season? What, what do you think? Where'd your game improve from where you were as a redshirt sophomore to where you were this past year? Well, I was definitely healthy. I mean, uh, I had some hip stuff going, obviously, and I had, you know, two hip surgeries. So it's been, it's been a great asset to me and my flexibility, my mobility, uh, for my lower body, and uh, just having that as an asset now and not as a you know decline at all. So I think having that and um, also, you know. Becoming that in that leadership role too, I think um, you know being a captain and you know having more of a leadership role on the team solidified myself as being you know more accountable and you know always always on on and off the field and it it became a, a great a great deal to me and how much I sacrificed to the team and you know how much I put into the team too and um, you know also I have I had a lot of better uh, knowledge standpoint of you know, the, the game itself and, you know, being with Rudolph and, you know, Coach Chris, it, it, they really honed in on like little, more little details of just what can make a bigger outcome. And I think uh, just having that said and the season, how we did, obviously, you know, obviously it could, it could have gone a little bit better, but, you know, for where we were at and what we've overcame that last season was really, it was really special to me and it was a great note to go off of. There's a lot of offensive line coming back from Wisconsin's team about to start spring. Um, who are some of the guys that you know that 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 question is kind of hard because I mean, you we had so many and we had so many you know different roles on the offensive line. We've you know the only person that stayed consistent was probably Cole at left tackle, and every everyone else rotated. So I think the whole line itself as a you know as a whole, I think there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of room for growth, and I think. Having the coaching staff of where we're at, I think they're gonna they're gonna be really productive. I think this season, and um, 
like I said before last season, I think I don't think there is going to be a downfall or anything like that. So I think, you know, just the where we were at this last season, how we overcame stuff, I think it's going to be exactly the same thing. If you're, you know, you have three guys leaving, you know, coming up, we had multiple guys like throughout the year rotate. So I think all of that said, I'm really excited for them. And I'm, and I'm uh, kind of disappointed I'm going to go back Saturday, so I can't really see a practice because they moved it back. But um, I'll be back, and uh, I'll be able to watch some stuff and help them out. But it's good to be back and talk to the guys, too, and just see where they're at. And a lot of them have, like, beefed up a little bit, too, and all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely been nice to be back and, you know, be back in that camaraderie out there that looked like the office line. What's been some of the feedback that you've gotten from yeah, like as in, as in what, like physically? Yeah, things like, about your game or things they want to see from you or things they like about you. You know, I, I definitely think, you know, they, they really like my IQ of the game and, um, you know, my physical traits too. I mean, they, they love me, you know, pulling, um, my explosiveness and, you know, moving guys off the spot. Um, but overall, as a player standpoint, very, very, very technique sound and stuff like that, so. Tyler, I know you're kind of focused on this, but UW's going to have a press conference at two to kind of with the coronavirus and maybe have online classes for the next few right. weeks and stuff like that. What's your level of concern as far as staying healthy and doing what you need to do to get ready for the draft, but knowing that stuff around you is potentially right. going on? Right, and, and that's a that, that's a big factor. I think you know, even my mom and dad are you know, texting me like, "Hey, make sure you wash your hands. You know, don't be hand sanitized. You right. got it with you." You know, so I think you know, the health is a huge part of our lives. And, you know, from me to you, if whether whatever our jobs are like, or anybody here, I think you know, you know, the health is the biggest concern in life. I think, and, uh, you know, even from where I'm back here, or from you know, in California, like our vibes are still there too. You know, it was actually a both spots, and I was like, well, coincidence. But um, you know, definitely carry on hand sanitizer, wash your hands frequently. I mean, be respectful, but you know, be you know, don't you know, don't be disrespectful, but be respectful of space. And even even scouts here too. I, I think they respect that. And a lot of guys around, a lot of things around the league and um, different, you know, professional sports. They've been doing a lot of like no media and stuff like that. I saw. So um, it's definitely going around. I think you guys should all uh, try to be safe. That's what I'm trying to be safe too. But don't touch your face. Even my mom warns me still. So, you know, but uh, you know, every, everyone's looking out for it. And I think our, our coach staff here too at UW, they're definitely looking out for us too. And, um, now, there are a lot of teams that would be good for Biotis. Seattle, with its run-oriented offense, could use a solid run-blocking lineman on the interior. The Miami Dolphins have three first-round picks and finished dead last in rushing last season, in part because of the inconsistent offensive line play. The Dallas Cowboys are looking for a new center after former UW star Travis Frederick announced his retirement this past offseason. Looking at a mock drafts, like we mentioned, they kind of go all over the board with Biotis. The LA Times has Biotis going to the Ravens in the first round at pick 28, the only mock draft I could find that has Biotis in the first 32 picks. A popular spot for him is the third round. The San Diego Tribune had him going to the Saints, DraftWire had the, the Falcons choosing him, and Pro Football Focus had Biotis going to the Vikings with the number 89 pick in the third round to potentially play guard. NFL.com agreed with my thought of Biotis going to the Cowboys, but has that happening in the fourth round? No matter where he's selected, and I think he probably will be a late second, mid-third round selection, somewhere in there, Biotis has the makings to be a solid interior player for some NFL team for years to come. On our next BadgerBlitz.com draft preview, we're going to look at Quintez Cephas, 
the Wisconsin wide receiver who declared for the draft after his junior season after going through a tumultuous college career with a broken leg, a year expelled from the university, only to come back and have a standout junior season to put in position to be an impact player at the NFL level. That's next time here on the Wisconsin NFL Draft Preview, brought to you by the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.